Hello, 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 my amigos. Welcome back. Welcome back to the bonus part of today's FYI. I hope you're enjoying our trip to Times Square. And in this second part, I'm going to take a trip down memory lane. To take a trip down memory lane is ir por el camino de los recuerdos, si existe algo así. But I think you catch my drift. Me pillas. You catch my drift. All right, so I promised you guys I was going to tell you about a lot of different things. And careful with that word, by the way. No es bromais, it's promise. I promised you guys I was going to tell you about a hidden bar. Hidden is escondido o oculto. Viene del verbo to hide. Hide, hid, hidden. And this is a hidden bar that is frequented by celebrities or celebs, as we say. Now, I had no idea. I've been living in New York for 10, 12 years at that time. Uh, and you think I knew about this? No. Well, I guess it's because I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Uh, anyway, if you guys can find it or if you can get in, it's called Bar Centrale, spelled like it's Italian, Centrale. And supposedly it's inside an unmarked, unmarked es que nadie sabe que está ahí. There's no sign, right? Yeah, an unmarked townhouse. And what is a townhouse? A townhouse is like one of these really nice houses in the city. Yet yeah, one that I'll never live in. <laughs> But a townhouse. Another one that's very popular in New York especially is a brownstone. Y tiene sentido. Son estas casas que tienen la piedra eh, moreno, ¿no? Brownstone. Very, very nice. If you've been to New York, I'm sure you've seen these kind of townhouses. So supposedly this Bar Centrale is uh, located on West 46th Street. West 46th Street and uh, good luck. If you guys find it, let me know. That's another thing about New York. Now that we're on the topic of getting into places, sometimes it doesn't matter how much money you have or how big of a celebrity you are, you're not getting in. The bouncers, como decimos, los porteros, are very, very strict. O como decimos, our door policy. No, la política de quién entra y quién no. It's very, very strict in New York. They don't care if you're Madonna. If they don't want to let you in, you're not coming in. So uh, it's in a city that's already exclusive, it's uh, this bar centrale is extra mega uber exclusive. <laughs> All right. Uh, I also told you I was going to tell you about darker days because Times Square now has been Disneyfied. Have you guys heard of this? To be Disneyfied. Uh, yeah, it means that Disney came in and they took over. And you know what? If I have to choose between um, seediness, we said the word seedy before, dodgy or shady, oscuro, uh, you know, uh, pimps, pimps are chulos, pushers, drug pushers. Uh, if I have to choose between those people and Disney characters, I'll take the Disney characters any day. <laughs> I'm not interested in running into pimps and pushers and, well, uh, New York and New York and Times Square, I should say had a very, very serious problem. I even remember reading uh, when I was a kid in a magazine my mother had, maybe it was Time magazine, and they said something like, the, the Big Apple is rotting, se está pudriendo. 
And it's because there was just crime. And as I said before, this all started, at least in Times Square, uh, after the Great Depression. All the reputable businesses couldn't stay open. So they started opening these porn shops and these peep shows. And I remember, believe it or not, I I don't remember frequenting them or going to them, but I remember going to a Broadway show or going to a restaurant or something in the city with my parents and saying, whoa, there's triple everywhere. So believe it or not, I'm lucky. I've I've seen both sides and I survived that other side too. Of course, I was just a kid. But from what I hear, nobody was safe. It was crime-ridden. And if an area is crime-ridden, that means it's infested with crime. And uh, so what happened? You know, why isn't it like these movies? Because this, there are many movies that, that captured or tried to capture that essence of uh, Times Square and that area in the 1980s. Uh, some movies you can check out, Taxi Driver, the very dark movie. That, that takes place in Times Square in that area, Taxi Driver. A Midnight Cowboy with John Voight and Dustin Hoffman as well. And I think that's almost like a, a clean portrayal. And that movie is rated X. Yeah, I swear to God. So, and, I, and as I said, I think there, for Hollywood, they, they made it look a lot cleaner and a lot nicer than it really was because it was scary. I, I have to say, I, I used to be scared going down the street. And you know what? If I was scared as a kid, well, I'm sure adults were scared too. And well, thank God, by the time the 90s, the mid-90s, early to mid-90s rolled around, uh, well, there was a lot of investment that was put in there, as I said, Disney and other uh, companies, big, big companies, and namely a guy that I don't really want to talk nicely about because he seems like a despicable character. But we, you know what? You can't take this away from him. This guy cleaned up New York City. I'm referring to... Uh, uh, Giuliani, Rudolph Giuliani. He was the mayor. I remember when I lived in New York City and a lot of people criticized him. They said, hey man, they said, you, you know, you're, you're like, you're, you're extreme. You know, you're, you're putting people in jail for being homeless. And he's saying, well, vagrancy is against the law. And so he basically started, uh, you guys can read up on this. He started something called the, I believe, Broken Windows um, campaign, something like that. Google broken windows and basically said that they were going to start to prosecute for everything. So if you jumped the subway and you didn't pay, or if you were caught vandalizing, spray painting the wall, uh, you were going to get fined, maybe even taken to jail. And so it was kind of this zero tolerance. That's obviously why he was criticized. And he basically made it known, him and his people, uh, that crime was not going to be tolerated on any level. And they said, it, and not they said it worked. I saw it. It worked. Because now people who were maybe thinking, I'm going to rape this person or I'm going to you know, do a violent crime, they thought, well, wait a second. If I'm getting a ticket for, you know, pissing on the street, something that before people looked the other way, that was a problem. And that, that's a big problem in history. When people look the other way, hacen la vista gorda. Because, well, people didn't want to know. That was the underbelly, la parte fea. And, well, Giuliani said, we're going to take back 
Times Square. We're going to take it back from these pimps and pushers, and uh, we're going to make it a, a tourist destination where you can walk around and you can feel safe. Again, I am not a Rudolph Giuliani fan, but I saw and experienced uh, the change that he and, and his people did in New York City. And I'll tell you what, everybody tells me the same thing now when they go to New York City. They say, wow, Alberto, what a great place. And I felt so safe. Me sentí tan seguro. And you know what? That's not something you could say in the early to mid-80s. So uh, New York has been cleaned up. And of course, if you clean up Times Square, you're going to clean up the area around it too. So uh, obviously there's the other extreme and now they're, what people complain a lot there about gentrification. And this is taking a neighborhood that's kind of marginal and making it exclusively for rich people. But uh, as I said, New York is an exclusive city. It is elitist. I don't like to say that, but I'm an honest person. It's not for everybody. Uh, unless you're making a lot of money, you're not going to live very comfortably in New York. Uh, you're going to live far from your job in a very small apartment. You know, uh, that part hasn't changed. <laughs> but it's always been a city that for uh, people with money. But in the 80s, it seemed like it was being taken over by uh, an underground element. And I'm not sure, you know, if I agree with Disneyfication. As I said, I'm not a fan of Giuliani, but uh, the guy did a great job in turning New York around. And it is what it is today, a very safe place where people don't feel like they're in danger. Of course, there are pickpockets. A pickpocket is un carterista. And there are, you know, you got to be careful. There are scams, timos. Uh, but uh, you know what? That's part of any place where there's tourists. Uh, you know, there are going to be pickpockets. There are going to be scams. There are going to be people trying to take people's money. So like everywhere you go, apply the sixth sense. Common sense. Just use a little common sense because even though I said New York is safe, it doesn't mean you want to walk around with your wallet uh, out, right? Your wallet is tu cartera. So this is what I'm getting at. Uh, you know, be you know, be uh, be paranoid without being paranoid, if that's possible. You know, um, because the moment you're you're trusting, well, that's the moment something can happen. And even with these, you know, it seems crazy because I was just talking about the Disney characters. But then there are these other characters that are like, let's call them Fizzney, okay? Fizzney, because they're not licensed by Disney. They're just pe local people who decided to put on a Disney costume or something like a Disney costume and force people uh, to take pictures with them and give them money. And uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it. There are videos in Madrid of, um, you know, fat Winnie the Pooh fighting with fat Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> and, uh, well, we have the same thing. And in fact, they can be very aggressive. So there's a little warning for you. I said I was going to give you some tips. You know, pay attention. And even to these, these ones who are dressed in, as Mickey and all these, because those guys are, you know, they're just trying to take your money a little bit too. And they're you know, they're playing with the fact that once your kid sees Pluto over there, they're going to want a picture with Pluto. And I have seen somebody give these people a dollar or two dollars and somebody be like, that's not enough. You got to give me more money for that. So be very careful. It, what I would do is distract your son or daughter 
and uh, and say, hey, look at this, because there's plenty of distractions. And then when your son or daughter is not looking, you can flip that person the bird. Le, le pones el, el dedito ahí del medio. <laughs> uh, and basically saying, hey, uh, stay away. Aléjate. We're not interested, you know, because they, they are aggressive. They are very, very aggressive. I've never been to Calcutta. But I can imagine it's kind of like that, <laughs> you know, it's kind of people jumping at you and you're like, wait a second, I'm not interested. And uh, you get that in Madrid too. So just be be wary, as we say, to be wary. Tener cuidado, no? I think you say recelo. Uh, now another one, another classic, but this guy, now he's not aggressive and that's why he's world famous and the other guys are just those weird people who dress up in costumes that don't even look like the real character and i'm talking about the naked cowboy the famous entertainer who wears nothing but cowboy boots a cowboy hat and his briefs his underwear his skivvies his drawers ¿Qué quieres más formas de decir gallumbos <laughs> and uh well this guy uh he's so popular and uh that uh you know people people take if, if you see the naked cowboy get your picture with him i i, I you know because he's a staple a staple is something that's you know uh, a part of something so he's a staple in times square and even as i said in the states he's well known in in 2010 he actually ran for president, presentarse para presidente, in a party called the U.S. Tea Party Movement. So uh, the naked singing cowboy, definitely worth uh, taking a picture with him if you see him or a video because you're not going to see too many of those guys out there, even though I saw some imitations as well. So uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, okay, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um, another tip I wanted to give you because I feel like we're focusing on, you know, scams and the tourist traps and all this, but there are some really good things too. And that is TKTS. It kind of looks like the word tickets without any vowels, sin vocales, TKTS. And what is that? Well, that's a booth, a series of windows where you can line up, ponerte en cola, and okay, you're saying, wait, I don't like this, line up. Well, Trust me, it's for a good cause. It's a good reason. And, uh, well, the day of the show, the day of the show, I'm talking about the Broadway show, because remember, Times Square is in the heart of the theater district. So, and if you want to learn more about the theater district and Broadway specifically, remember, we have an episode in the first season of this show, FYI. And I recommended this, but if you didn't catch it, next time you go to New York, you gotta go there because you get uh, same-day show tickets, no? El mismo día. Uh, and you get a 20 to 50% discount. So what they want to do, it's, it's a way to make sure that the theaters are full. So if they realize, oh, we didn't sell two rows of tickets, dos filas de, de, de billetes, de entradas, well, then, then they say, okay, well, we'll put those up at 40% or 30%. So it is a fantastic way to go see a Broadway show at a discount because I got to be honest with you, you, Broadway's expensive. It's very expensive, but it's the best theater you're going to see in the whole world. And it's worth it. Believe me, 
But if you want to get a little discount and that money you save, you can grab a burger or something, uh, go to TKTS. They uh, they opened in 1973. I had no... So, you know, it, it's, it's definitely an institution, a staple, as we said before. And it's a theater fund. So a lot of the money, too, they raise money, recaudar fondos, for, the, for different theater and special groups and scholarships. Uh, scholarship is una beca. So um, it's, my mother is a member, in fact, of TKTS. If you're in Times Square and you're thinking about going to see a show, this is where you got to stop, TKTS. And they have, uh, if I'm not mistaken, another two locations. But since we're talking about Times Square today, we'll talk about the Times Square location. Uh, what else? We talked about some other attractions. Oh, yeah. How could we talk about Times Square? We talked about the theaters. We got Rockefeller Center, uh, NBC Studios. That's in the Rock building, the Rockefeller building over there. 30 Rock, como la serie. And so all of this stuff is just around there. So you got your Broadway theaters, but if you like TV more, if TV is more your thing, you can take the NBC Studios tour. My wife and I took it, and it's awesome. We got to go to the stage where they do Saturday Night Live. I remember taking the tour as a kid, and I went to the Fresh Prince set, El Plateau de Fresh Prince, El Príncipe de Beler. Uh, so you can maybe even, if you're lucky, now this is this is why I said take the tour. If you're lucky, you can get tickets to Saturday Night Live or another one of NBC's shows, uh, but it's not easy. You got to find out on their website. I know getting SNL tickets, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live tickets, is virtually impossible. But if you can do it, do it. If not, take the NBC Studios tour because that's quite interesting, and uh, I think it's seeing a piece of of history, of not just TV history, but history. Uh, also, you've got uh, a lot of other studios that, uh, that and it was crazy. I remember this was maybe the mid-90s. Um, there was a trend, una tendencia, to open up the studios, because MTV, uh, I think it was CBS, or I always get confused, um, ABC or CBS, well, they do morning news. Well, they do news all day, noticia, right? And what they, I think they realized, they said, wait a second, our studios are in Times Square and we're using a green screen, you know, to put up a background. They're like, why don't we just make our windows out of, you know, why don't we just make our walls out of glass? We put glass from, you know, floor to ceiling. And, you know, then our, our background, nuestro fondo, is Times Square, and one person had that idea, and well, everybody followed suit. So I remember in 1995, any TV studio that was filming in Times Square used Times Square as a backdrop. Why wouldn't you? It's so interesting. And some of the shows, uh, if you want to check this out, a show that did this, uh, TRL was very, very famous, Totally Request Live. It was on MTV, and they would interview different artists. And it was cool because they would be sitting in the studio with Times Square and all the lights glistening in the background. And I thought that was a nifty idea. Nifty is como una forma de decir, buena idea, chula. It was a nifty idea. I don't know if they do it too much now, but I know some shows still use Times Square as their backdrop, as their background. So you, if you're interested in stuff aside from theater, TV, movie production, you can find that there as well. 
We didn't talk about dining too much. Now, dining is comiendo, right? And that's important, <laughs> especially uh, to somebody like me. But uh, there are so many eateries, so many restaurants in the area because think about it. There are a lot of theaters, right? And what do people do after or before the theater? Well, they eat. So uh, there's a, a place called Restaurant Row. It's a street with some of the greatest restaurants in the world. But really, that area is just studded with restaurants. Now, some of them are more expensive because they are in a tourist area. But again, you're in New York City. How many times are you going to be in New York City in your life? You can splurge, gastarte un poco. Why not dine at the Marriott Marquis? The Marriott Marquis is a famous hotel that has a restaurant, and the restaurant is called The View. La Vista. And do I have to tell you why? Okay, porque evidentemente tiene buena vista. But it is, it's a, actually an original thing. It's the only revolving restaurant in all of New York, which offers a, a panoramic 360-degree view of New York and its skyline. Remember, grados are degrees. And, uh, well, I'm sure it's pricey, but again... How many times are you in New York City and how many times, you know, could you even have the option to have that view, you know? Now, there's another famous place where you don't have to spend as much. You don't have to spend your nest egg, como decimos, tus ahorros. And that is Ellen's Stardust Diner. Now, a diner is este típico sitio americano. Pero diner también es comensal. Fijaos, there were a lot of diners in the diner. And they usually have like a 1950s kind of classic feel. But Ellen's Stardust uh, is famous, A, because... It's, it's more expensive than uh, many of the diners in New York City. But again, I think it's got something special to offer. So I don't mind paying a little extra for my burger if the waitstaff is going to sing to me. La, 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 la. That's right. You heard me correctly. If the waitstaff, los camareros, are going to sing to me, well, maybe I'll, uh, I'll even give them a bigger tip. Oh. And that's a very important thing, guys. If you go to New York, remember, and the United States, I should say, usually a tip is not included. But remember, we use tip is propina. Remember, we use another word, though, aside from tip, we, uh, that you should look out for, gratuity. Entonces, when you get the bill or the check, uh, la cuenta, take a look. If it says gratuity included, that means they've already charged you that tip, which some places do that. So remember, another word for tip is gratuity. And it's customary to give anywhere between 10 to 20%. 17%, I remember, was pretty common. If you're really happy, they say 17% is good. 10% if it was decent. But again, you know, every experience is different. So always check the check, revisa el, um, la cuenta, just to make sure that they haven't included that tip, or as we said, gratuity. So Ellen's Stardust Diner, it's on the corner of 51st Street and Broadway, so you can't get more uh, in the heart of the theater district than that. If you haven't been there, you gotta go. It's one of those things that's totally an experience. Even if you go there and just have a milkshake and some disco fries. Do you know what those are? Oh, I'm getting hungry. I always end up talking about food. Uh, disco fries are uh, French fries, no, patatas fritas, with gravy, au jus, you know, um, 
beef gravy and mozzarella cheese melted on top. Yeah, very healthy. <laughs> but uh, next time you're in the United States, any diner, whether it's Ellen's Stardust Diner or the Corner Diner, try the disco fries. Trust me, you might want to check your cholesterol after, but that's another story. Now, Ellen's Stardust Diner. Now, you're thinking, it's awesome right? The staff is singing and they're happy people. In fact, some of them have gone on to have successful Broadway careers and, and some of them have been on the American Idol TV show. So they must be happy. I mean, they're singing and well, no, it's not. There was trouble in paradise. And when I was researching the program, I looked this up. It was interesting. Uh, between 2016 and 2017, remember, you can say 2016 or 2016, uh, there was a period of unrest, let's say, and supposedly 31 waiters were fired, okay? To be fired is despedido. They were let go, and you know what they did? Well, they supposedly, I'm going to say supposedly because, again, all this is uh, stuff I read, uh, they supposedly attempted to form a union, un sindicato. Now, see, hmm, you think about that and you're like, wait a second, that's not cool. So these people tried to start a union and then they got fired? Well, maybe that's not such a cool thing. Maybe Ellen is not such a nice lady, if that's her real name. And uh, well, there was a settlement, which uh, the good thing is at least the courts sided uh, in favor of the um, the the waiters the wait staff and uh, they had to give them money back uh, and the pay uh, from their date of firing. But uh, when I heard that, I've got to say something. It made me not want to go there. So, guys, I'll leave it in your hands. Ellen Stardust Diner. But there are a million other amazing diners in New York City. Yeah, the wait staff won't sing to you, but. Uh, you won't have to pay $25 for a hamburger. <laughs> hey, and plus tip, remember, so Ellen Stardust. If you haven't been, go once and check it off your list. Como decimos, táchalo de la lista. Times Square in New York City. It is one of the most amazing places you've ever been to or you'll ever go to in your life. And guys, I hope you enjoyed our little trip down memory lane through Times Square and all its amazing things. And remember, I'm just giving you the tip of the iceberg. I hope you enjoyed our little trip to Times Square. And guys, that brings us to the end of this episode of FYI. Now, I got your